0: George Brockler back with you here 710 KNUS My thanks to Representative Richard Holtorf He was in studio with us the last hour Almost of it, he was a couple minutes behind Uh, He is a candidate for CD4 That is one of the hotly Contested seats that's out there In terms of um, Other candidates, listen, I'd love To have folks on, I can't promise you We're all going to do this, you know, with everybody In studio and all that, but I want people who listen to the show and people that listen to the podcast. And there's jillions of them, too, to have access to these kinds of interviews, because I want them to know who they're voting for this decision. And and let's be clear, I'll have the Democrat on just really for purposes of having the conversation. The Democrat is not going to win CD four. That's not going to happen. The Democrat is not going to win CD five. Um, So I'll I'll have folks on to have the conversation because I want you to be able to hear from them and then make a better and informed decision. I also think it's telling about the health of the Republican Party who jumps into some of these bigger races. And so I had mentioned this in the six o'clock hour yesterday. I had said, hey, Wayne Williams running for CD five and all this other stuff. Wayne quickly corrected me and said, no, no, I'm an exploratory uh, stage right now, which is great but there's going to be a bunch of people that jump in right now it's Dave Williams who is the state party chair we did that conversation yesterday and i'm sure we'll have more as we move forward but for cd4 there's like 10 people in this race or something like that and off air we were he was reminding me some of the big names that are that are seeking the seat in addition to his own and of course Deb Flora who you've heard of if you listen to the station Of course, Lauren Boebert. But you've got guys like Jerry Sonnenberg, who longtime state senator up there in the Northeast, also a rancher. Uh, Jerry's completely legit. And then a guy named Mike Lynch, who we've had on the radio a billion times, too. Mike is the minority leader for the state House, for Republicans in the General Assembly. Um, These are all big time folks that are doing big time things right now during this session that kicks off tomorrow as well as running for CD4. Um, I just don't know what that says about the party. I mean, we have good folks that are running, but they all want to leave their current jobs. I mean, one of the ones that I had sort of thought might jump into CD5, but she chose not to. And I think it was smart given life stuff, is Rose Puglisi. And what I mean by that is Rose would be a fantastic member of Congress. She's a fantastic member of the General Assembly. Two small kids. I mean, I, you know, this is the same thing that I'm sure Christy Burton Brown went through, too. It's the same thing I went through. And that is, listen, you're not running for a job where you get to see your kids uh, every night. You're running for a job where either you rip them out of their lives to take them to the swamp or you just decide you're not going to see them for three or four or more days during a week. I'm not ready to do that. I don't think Rose is. And I know KBB wasn't either. So these are all interesting, interesting developments that are taking place. But I'm anxious to kind of get feedback from you about what you heard at 303 696 1971. Some of the uh, texts that have come in here, uh, some of these are to Tubbs, and they're taking shots at him because the Raiders own the San Diego Chargers. I would feel better about sharing that message uh, if it wasn't for the fact that the Raiders also own the Broncos uh, this season, and that is just that hits close to home. Uh, Our friend Alexa, the DA car, was it a Jag or a Bentley? Just realized there's a Bentley dealership off a county line in Lowtree. No, the DA car, great story, by the way, but I'm happy to answer that since it came up. Uh, There is a car that taxpayers pay for through the county when you're the DA of the 18th Judicial District. When I was elected back in 2012, which used to seem like a couple years ago, but my God, it's now a long, long time ago, what, uh, 11 years ago now, uh, before I was elected, I got sworn in, oh, goodness gracious, 11 years ago this week, I think, or last week, um, there was a car that was, that they were like, hey, you get this DA car, what what do you want with it? I said, I just want bare bones, I don't want anything special at all. Um, I just want the run-of-the-mill thing. They're like, hey, we can get that and you are always going to get used. We can get this used, Ford, whatever it is, I gotta be American-made too, get this used, Ford, whatever it is, and uh, it's got a sunroof, and it's got. I'm gonna stop. No, no sun. No sunroof. I want a bare bones car because if I ever run into a taxpayer on the street or they see me getting into a car, I never want them to have. And I know it's tongue in cheek with Alexa, but this reaction, like, dang, that's the. So we got a bare bones Chevy Traverse, cloth seats. Um, I think the coolest feature it had while it worked and it stopped working was the remote ignition like you could press on the if you were close enough, you could press on the little fob and it would start up the car that was probably the coolest feature especially in the winter otherwise it didn't have any of the bells and whistles uh might have had electric windows it i don't know if it was the roll down ones but that's the car i ended up having and when they were were ready to kill this thing at over a hundred thousand miles i would guess the county started saying hey we're done servicing this thing we want to go sell it at auction i reached out and said. Whatever you think you'd get for it at auction, let me buy it from uh, from you guys for that amount of money. So they went and did their little blue book voodoo thing, came back with a price. I didn't haggle with them. I just wrote the check and took it and then promptly put on another hundred plus thousand miles on that vehicle. Um, That was great. But that that's the answer to that right here. Here's some other texts that are coming in. Uh, Oh, man, Billy's still responding to some of this stuff. Uh, This is about Trump. Thanks, Billy. Uh, Billy, it's, man, it's hard for me to track this right here. There's both good and bad in the Sorry, way we're talking you.
3: Putin and Russia and Ukraine.
0: Oh, this is what you're doing while I'm interviewing. Yeah, yeah. Here's one. Does he support the legalization of marijuana at the federal level? Yes or no. Such a fair question. Texter, I should have asked him that, and I'm not going to give the answer for him, but I'll say based on my conversation with him both on and off air, I don't think so. I don't. Th- this is not a safe injection site guy. Uh, let alone. But the legalization piece, I'd be interested to ask him that question. But I know he's a guy who has lost someone close to him in his life to drugs. Marijuana was part of that path that they were on. I just don't know that he would be down with legalizing that. But we'll we'll ask. Is it possible to introduce five bills that will repeal some of the garbage the residents of Colorado have been saddled with in their last few communist legislative sessions? This would clearly be a question for the whip, uh, Richard Holtorf. The short answer is, yes, you could introduce those five bills, but to repeal anything that the lefties have done under the gold dome or at the ballot, the answer would be no, it would die in probably Veterans Affairs or whatever that kill committee is for the House. It wouldn't pass. It seems to me more and more our path to trying to right the ship is going to be through the petition ballot process, right? Through that, that ballot access matters. And by the way, you should know the party in power, uh, the lefties hate that process. They hate it because it's an end run around them and they're just so smart and we're just not so smart. And so they hate things like that. Remember Tabor, Tabor wasn't from the legislature. We did that. We did that for us. HH was their effort to put something on the ballot because they had to, because of Tabor. And we crushed it. And that what that tells me is as a state, We're not nearly as blue as our representatives. We're probably blue. I don't really have a lot of doubt about that, given the demographic changes that have taken place since we legalized marijuana. But I I don't think we're nearly as blue as our representatives under the gold dome and in our state legislative in our state representative offices. So we need to get to the ballot. I don't think that there's anything, and I should have asked him this, but I wasn't really focused on this next legislative session. My guess is he's going to echo what um, Representative Lynch says, what Majority Leader Lynch, or Minority Leader Lynch says. And that is, we're not in a position to do much other than play defense. We just don't have enough troops to play offense on this particular, uh, on any of these issues under the Gold Dome. Uh, let's see what else. There's some of these others here. Someone a huge fan. Someone not a huge fan. Here's one. I want to vote for Richard. I live in CD six. It's not going to be a problem, right? <laughs> Sadly, yes, because your choices are Jason Crow and I don't know who else. Um, here's some more stuff with Billy. Another uh, Alexa Aircraft Spruce has a good. No, nope, that's an old one. Takes a little training. Positive. No, nope, that's a good one. Gotta something? Gotta he Richard to say bovine fecal excrement? Got oh Jason saying gotta get Richard to say bovine fecal excrement, which I think is of course our uh, pretty up word for BS. In politics, this is another reference to our talk about Trump. In politics, it's called diplomacy, and in business, it's called negotiation. I just don't think so. Jefferson Jefferson Davis would have been scared of Trump. He would have released all the slaves by day one. Pretty sure that's sarcastic. Pretty sure that's sarcastic. Trump' idea of negotiating the Civil War is his narcissistic personality thinking of the accords he would re- or the. I think what you mean is accolades he would receive. He's killing the party and needs to go. He may be a Democratic agent. I don't think he's a Democratic agent. Here's another one. Um, Hey, George, speaking of running, are you? I hear you're running. Uh, Nope, no announcements to be made there. Um, One other thing I wanted to update you on, because I've been reading this opinion throughout the morning, is you'll recall that Tina Peters, who was the clerk and recorder for Mesa County, she was indicted of, I think... I don't know the exact number of charges. I want to say 13 charges, including attempt to influence and all this other stuff. She was indicted by the Republican district attorney, Dan Rubenstein out there in Mesa County. She filed a a lawsuit with the federal court seeking to have that further prosecution and investigation upended, claiming that it was amongst other things, that it was a violation of her first amendment rights and all this other stuff. She asked, to uh, To have a dismissal of those charges by the federal government. There's a judge out there who just issued an opinion. Her name is Nina Wang, Nina Y. Wang. She is a Biden appointee from January-ish of 2022, U.S. District Court judge. And she issued a 20-page order denying that motion to dismiss. And I got to say, having gone through it pretty detailed... Two takeaways. One, there is an exception to a rule out there. There are several exceptions to a rule that says the federal government ought not intervene in state business where it can avoid it, right? And there's only a certain number of exceptions. And the judge goes through a lot of details to say none of these exceptions apply here. The other takeaway, though, is there is some question mark out there about the applicability of some of this stuff to the federal government. And I could see that being a source of an appeal. I presume uh, Peter's team will appeal this decision. I don't know that it gets anywhere, but you can tell there's just enough gray area in one portion of this opinion about federal government jurisdiction and intervention that it might make a difference. But I think that because judge Judge Wang went through the detailed analysis of why I'm going to call this a younger exception because younger is the name of the case that because, uh, none of them seem to fit that that's it. Um, And and I mean, I can just tell you this thing ends with having found that all three factors of younger abstention, that means to abstain from intervening, have been met and no exceptions apply. Abstention by this court with respect to the claims against defendant Rubenstein is mandatory. So she's not ruling on the merits of the claim. She's not saying that there isn't maybe potentially something down the road. What she's saying is there's been nothing presented to me that qualifies for any of the exceptions for the federal government to not abstain from letting district attorney Rubenstein continue to prosecute this case in the manner in which it's being prosecuted. And that's it. So, um, it's mandatory. The federal government, once she makes those rulings, that there's just no role that they can play. So that's it. So there's going to be a trial now. Tina Peters is going to go to trial on these 13 charges. I think the uh, the question here, and I'd love to follow this again, Billy. Maybe this is another chance for us to exercise our Open Records Act powers. Now that you have the skill set, uh, but it's in February, I think. I'd love to get some sound from that trial, specifically the opening statements. Like we know what Dan's going to say; we we already have an idea. I really want to know what Tina Peters' attorneys are going to say about this, and and also. The outcome of the trial, if she's convicted, does it say anything? I mean, do you then believe she did something wrong or do we come back and say, well, clearly the fix is in or you can't trust a Mesa County jury or the the Republican D.A. is really a a lefty? I, I don't know what the answer is here, but it seems to me that we get stuck with a narrative of any outcome we don't like. Is because of corruption and a broken system, and any outcome we agree with, well, that's just the way things were supposed to be. Our number, 303 696 1971. That's uh, some of what's going on today, as well as um, the polling that has Nikki Haley within single digits, and I mean seven points, if you believe it, of Donald Trump out there in New Hampshire. Is it possible? Is it possible? that Nikki Haley could upset Donald Trump in this primary process. What would it take to upset Donald Trump? I'm telling you right now, based on what I see. No, I don't see it. Here's the narrative that'll come out of Iowa. DJC, I'm sorry, DJT is going to win. He's going to win Iowa by a bunch, double digits, probably 20 points or so. But what is going to be sold is he underperformed. If he doesn't exceed 50%, then people are going to try to start the narrative of this is a sign of weakness. This is a sign that more than 50% of the Republican electorate out there may not want him as their choice. They all went for other people, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Haley, Christie, whatever. Then if he limps into New Hampshire and wins, and he'll win New Hampshire, but he only wins by single digits over Haley, The narrative is going to be, see, he's weakened, he can be taken. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe for a single moment that this is going to derail him from getting the nomination. But would it change your mind about supporting Haley? Would it change your mind about supporting DeSantis? And by the way, I think DeSantis uh, is likely on life support if he doesn't come in a strong number two in Iowa. I think that campaign is on death watch uh, as it circles the drain. Because if you're a funder, where do you win? Dude's polling below Ramaswamy in New Hampshire. Where's your next win? Florida can't come soon enough. I mean, you're talking Super Tuesday stuff too late. It's too late. South Carolina, where does he go to get his win? If it's not Iowa, if it's not a strong second in Iowa, I think Ron DeSantis may be gone. Um, but what do I know? I'm just the uh, the radio guy out here in Denver telling you about Mitch Flory and the Art of Granite. Because Mitch Floria is a wizard. Nobody's going to defeat Mitch. Now, he's not going to be in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina because his home is right here in the metro area, helping you love your house even more by giving it that facelift, if you will. That that new countertop in your bathroom, your kitchen, your laundry room, uh, your basement that you're finishing. This guy does it with all the God-made and man-made stuff. The uh, granite, of course, which is baked into the name of the website, theartofgranite.com. Marble, but also the quartz. And that's what I have in my house. I have quartz countertops. I wish that it had been something that I could have pulled out of the earth or someone could have. But one, the cost would have been crazy. And two, nobody could. It's just too big of a counter. It would be multiple pieces. Well, you know who's figured that out? Mitch Mitch Floria. They can take that man-made stuff, even the even the God-made stuff, put it together with such seamless perfection you would think it was a single piece of countertop. That's not me saying it. That's friends of mine who've had it done. They're like, it's impossible to believe this is three pieces of granite that this guy put together. And it looks like just seamlessly one piece. He also loves 710 listeners. Guy gives you wholesale prices just for being you. But if you're a 710 listener and you tell him that, and a George listener, you get the uh, bathroom countertop for free with the kitchen countertop package. Or if you're just doing the one room, you get the uh, sink for free with the countertop package. All you have to do is check them out at theartogranite.com or call them at 303-386-5919. 303-386-5919. Listen, getting back to these texts here, folks still, and I think in some of this, it's because uh, Billy's keeping this thing going with folks would Russia quit selling Ukrainian grain if they win is there any place in Europe that you would not think is strategically important as for troop loss i don't know i didn't know we were at war with russia face it neither of us is going to concede the other is right oh this is the back and forth my god billy you've been busy today on the text, man you have you've had it yeah, going on
3: yeah we've had, we've had another conversation and it's again it goes back to the idea of ukrainian russian and i am i'm fascinated by the party of reagan wanting to acquiesce ...to Putin, former head of the KGB. Never heard of am, yeah, am, I'm fascinated by the party that just two decades ago was talking about how we had to defend and cultivate the democracies around the world. And now they're like, nah, let's give it back to Putin. I, I'm fascinated about that, especially given the breakup of how the money is being spent and the degradation of the Russian military. Uh, it, this is a fascinating conversation for me because... I can't believe that I'm talking to people that say they're in the party of Reagan that are like, eh, just get Putin Ukraine. What's the big deal? What, the good, what could happen? Because the one thing that we know over time is that Putin is absolutely trustworthy and honest. That, that, that has been proven, correct? that he absolutely needs – He's not aggressive. He does it that no, no. He's that's exactly He's a lover. It, he's yeah. just
0: trying to protect Russia, Billy.
3: Exactly. He just he just talked about that he was just trying to reclaim natural Russian lands. Huh. Yeah. I, I there was a I remember there a guy it said that at one point, but it's a little yeah. fuzzy. He off something. Yeah, he was yeah. surrounded by a bunch of torches and had a German name. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, Adolf
0: yeah. something. Also, I seem to recall, too, Mexico wanting to reclaim a portion of the United States based on its cultural similarities, uh, maybe even fealty for some folks, to uh, to Mexico. We resisted that as well. I, I don't know. It's it's. Difficult. Let's get to the phone Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. It's 303-696-1971. Don from Colorado Springs. You're on 710. Man, we've missed you.
1: Yeah, I miss you, too. Hey, um, here's the thing. I mean, I I probably agree with some of the callers earlier about uh, the Ukraine is try to help them, but, you know, not to get too involved so that we have another world war. But I'll leave it at that for the time being. I do want to get to the Iowa caucus. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why Donald Trump still continues to lead is because pretty much of middle America, really uh, connects with him, or at least he he speaks on behalf of them. He's their voice. I mean, they're tired of the progressives talking down to them and, you know, telling them how to act and live. And then when Trump came around, you know, he's saying all this, this stuff in spite of working in New York and all that, you know. Hey, I mean, you know what? You can be wrong about these things, and you know what? And all these politicians. Well, Don, Don
0: we're going to do this often, but we're early here. You, you watch this stuff pretty closely. You've been around a bit. Yes. What's your prediction for Iowa and what impact does New Hampshire have on any of this stuff?
1: Well, New Hampshire is kind of like where Colorado is more or less, except they got their act together. And, uh, I think Iowa's going to go with, uh, Trump and, yeah, you course. know, they'll tell DeSantis, you know, wait your turn. And, uh, Rhode Island being more of a kind of a center-right, libertine kind of state, Trump will pull through, but not as much as he would in Iowa and everywhere
0: else. What's your sense of if DeSantis doesn't come? How well does DeSantis have to do in Iowa, number-wise, for him to not be done?
1: It. I mean, it would have to be a lot. I mean, for him to drop out, you know, in after Iowa and not after Rhode Island. I think Rhode Island is more likely where... New Hampshire? I, I mean, New Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire, I think he's where he's more likely to drop out than, than Iowa, in my honest opinion. Uh, but we'll see how this plays out.
0: He's going to come in fourth behind Ramashwamy in New Hampshire. He has spent very little time there. Everything has been... Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. I think they're resigned to the fact that they have to take second. But honestly, if he doesn't come in a strong second, I but mean, my might- God, if, if Haley n- nips him, it's probably over.
1: If Haley nips him in Iowa, then DeSantis will uh, bow out, focus on Florida, and wait his turn. Uh,
0: one other question, because this thing continues to surface here and there. I hear it on some other shows. I see it on social media. This is... I don't know if it's a Democrat wish list or something we worry about, but that Biden somehow isn't going to be the Democrat nominee. Do you feel like that's legit or is that just wishful thinking? It is, it
1: is, legit, it is legit, but knowing Biden, he'll, he'll stick it out until, I mean, honestly, the, he, they can't handle him or the other case scenario is he buys the farm. Oh, but I think more likely it's it's you know the, the the problem with people that want power is they hang on to it until until they dying day. I mean, you know Castro held on to Cuba as long as he could, and he had his uh, brother to do it while he could manipulate behind the scenes and stuff like that. It's it's that with people who are authoritarians.
0: Yeah, they,
1: they 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 want to be like God.
0: Do you see that from both Biden and Trump, or just Biden?
1: Uh, I don't know about Trump. Trump, Trump, he could be, but I think Trump is more about his ego and above anything. Biden, he was always a grifter, a con artist. He did what he took to to get power. A to plagiarist,
0: by the way. He was a plagiarist yeah. too, if you oh, recall. Oh,
1: yeah. I, well, didn't I call him a grifter too? He, uh, you know, I think I I want to say it was
0: 87 uh, when he was it
1: was was around that time. I mean, you know, and the uh, media didn't didn't want him. They wanted somebody else. And they they, they were able to um, they were able to move on. And uh, Dukakis was their guy. So uh, Biden had to wait his turn once again
0: don thanks for the phone call man don't be such a stranger man love having you on don's line is open at 303-696-1971 got to cut away for a break we'll get to your calls as well what do you make of all this polling stuff it's a week away the uh iowa caucus it's the first big thing rcp that's real clear politics you got to go check it out because they are pretty straightforward man just not a lot of spin they just give you the rcp average and in New Hampshire, that RCP average has DJT at a plus 18.7 on average. But I'm telling you, these last couple of polls, I mean, here's one that pulled over four to eight. Trump, 39. Haley, 32. Christie, 12. DeSantis, 5. Ramaswamy, 8. I mean, there's another guy that seems like he's surging a little bit as Ramaswamy. In the... Uh, at the fringe level. I don't know. 303 696 1971. Let me tell you about uh, another way that you can improve 2024 for you. If you're looking in the mirror and you bemoan the fact that your hair is thinning or it's retreating from your scalp, our friend, Dr. Tanya Pauls, she's figured it out, folks. Uh, she's got advanced hair restoration. You can find them at advanced hair, H A I R dot com. Check out what they have to offer. I don't know how many places like this exist but none of them give the guaranteed results that Dr. Tanya Pauls does. I can't tell you how many people that you probably don't even know in your life have had this treatment and it has changed the way they see themselves and it changed the way they feel. It's changed the way they conduct themselves, their level of conduct their level, their level of confidence. And she makes it easy too, because it's one day treatment the next day, your hair and it's your hair that they use starts growing. Beautiful. $250 off if you call today, and 250 free hair grafts today. Give them a call, 720-459-HAIR. That's 720-459-HAIR. It's Advanced Hair Restoration. When we come back, your calls, more of your texts. is George Brockler, 710, KNUS. George Brock, back with you here, 710 KNU. It's going to get to the uh, text that we have, phone line open at 303-696-1971. Gay Ribble is a superstar at the real estate game, but she doesn't do it alone. She has a whole team of people. They're called the Empower Home Team at Keller Williams. You can give them a call at 833-301-SOLD. Here's why you would do that, and I'll say the number a couple more times. Uh, I'm continuing to get more and more notifications of housing coming back onto the market. I think in anticipation of the reduction in the interest rates, the mortgage rates, and the feeding frenzy that's about to take place. There's a right timing to this. You don't have to guess or figure it out on your own because Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team know. Call them at 833-301-SOLD. To get smarter, though, before the call, check out their website. Go to sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. That's what the website provides. Certainty. Check it out. They give you a lot of free, great information because they want you to be a better consumer and a better client. Then reach out and call them at 833-301-SOLD. That's Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team. Um, There's some texts that have coming in here. I do want to shift gears to one other thing. and and I meant to talk about this yesterday, but the the Dave Williams thing just kind of caught fire and everybody wanted to chat about that. There's a guy who is the uh, Secretary of Defense. His name is Lloyd Austin, former Army guy. So, of course, uh, I have a lot of respect for him just off of that aspect of it. If you have not followed this story, a guy went into the hospital, like incapacitated into the hospital and told apparently no one, maybe his family, but didn't tell the Biden administration and doesn't appear to have told the Pentagon. And we know that because his deputy, Kathleen Hicks, let us know yesterday that she had sort of taken over responsibilities without knowing she was taking over for a guy who was in the hospital. Why? Because when it happened, she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. And so the guy who is the head of the Pentagon, the guy who's the head of all of our branches during a time, by the way, when we're on edge, right? I mean, Point to a place on the map where there isn't something going on involving the military. We're constantly vigilant about Taiwan and Chinese threatened encroachments there. There's always North Korea. There's Ukraine, which we've talked about here. And Billy's been texting back and forth with dozens of people this morning. And then we've got Israel and Hamas. We've got a big chunk of the Navy invested in trying to maintain that current conflict at its current level so that it doesn't expand into Lebanon and Syria and uh, get Iran more involved in all that other stuff. So the military's engaged. We are engaged. And the guy who's the civilian head of it, and this is not a knock on his intelligence or his career. I mean, guy served in uniform for a jillion years, rose to the highest levels. It's a question of the judgment in not telling someone. When you're the president of the United States and you have a a secretary of defense who does not tell you that they are incapacitated or out of the loop or in the hospital and they're delegating their duties to their deputy. It's not that you couldn't delegate them, but you don't tell them what the hell's going on. Who's running the show out there? This is as much a comment on the president as it is on the Department of Defense. So the bigger question is this. What should happen? What should happen here? I I think if President Biden weren't in a reelection year. If he wasn't already on the ropes in terms of the polls and some of the pushback he's getting from the lefties over his support, all tepid as it's becoming with Israel and all this, I think Lloyd Austin probably quietly resigns and moves on for health reasons. That's what I think happens. But they can't do it now. They can't let him get Claudine Gade, which, by the way, was legit because she was a plagiarist. But you have an. African-American secretary of defense at a time that we are engaged in multiple places across the planet who has now withheld critical information about his own ability to conduct his job from the commander in chief. What do you do with that? I mean, listen, if you run a business, you're the CEO and one of your right hand people, one of your executive vice presidents of some critical part of your operation, just DD miles out of there for a week or five days. I don't care if it's a vacation or a health crisis and you're not told about it. And by the way, neither is the person beneath them. What do you do? What should happen? It seems to me that there has to be a change in leadership when the Pentagon releases its current statement. And they released one, of course, on uh, January the 8th. That's yesterday from uh, major general pat ryder and so that you know major general is two stars and it's a weird little thing in rank where when you're a lieutenant you're a lower rank than a major but when you're a lieutenant general you're higher rank than a major general okay major general two stars lieutenant general three that's how it works this is a two star press secretary for the pentagon major general pat ryder this is yesterday secretary austin Still hospitalized at Walter Reed, but he's in good conditions. He's recovering well and in good spirits. He had been in the intensive care unit. What? It says since this is a quote from the thing since resuming his duties on Friday evening, Secretary Austin has received operational updates and has provided necessary guidance. He remains in contact with his senior staff. He has full access to required Uh, secure communications capabilities we're talking skiff level stuff there and continues to monitor dods day-to-day operations worldwide well what about before that what about before that i mean it sounds like his own deputy this hicks she didn't even know he was in the hospital when she was running the show while on vacation in puerto rico i mean thank god nothing happened but is the is this okay? Is this normal? Is this, does this happen all the time and we just happen to find out about it? 303-696-1971. Lewis, you're on 710 KNUS. Lewis from Aurora, what are you thinking, my man? Brother, are we
2: surprised that this, something like this happens with this administration? So, in, no, incompetent. And you got people like Mallorca saying, oh, the border is secure. It's secure. And you got the vice president saying, the border is secure. All nations need to, uh, you know, control their borders. And here we are, borders all open. And are we really surprised that something like this has taken place with this administration and Biden who can't even... I think Lloyd Austin, I think Lloyd
0: Austin's a legit secretary of defense. He's got the chops. He's got the career in the army. I mean, the the guy has led troops. I mean, he knows better than this. I don't think this is a Biden thing. I think this is a General Austin uh, thing. Well, hold on. Who was Secretary of Defense
2: with this issue with Afghanistan and pulling out? Who was Secretary of Defense at the time?
0: I can't remember. Huh? I can't remember. Could have been Lloyd Austin.
2: It was Austin. And and, uh, Milley, also the Joint Chief of Staff? Come on. You can't be surprised that something like this had taken place. This is a weird one, though. This is a weird one.
0: (laughs) This is the whole administration is weird. It's weird in that he knows better and it would have cost him nothing. Like what? I kind of want to ask the question, why not tell someone above you? Why not send? and, And so here's the possibility, Lewis. It could be guy thought his people had taken care of it. Like we haven't heard that yet. And I think we would have. But I'd love to hear someone say, no, no, no. I talked to Kamala or I talked to the chief of staff or I talked to Anthony Blinken or I talked to anybody and let them know I was going in for this procedure but, well, but nobody I, has said that
2: right because no one said he didn't tell anybody uh, except I guess a you know maybe his wife or his kid hey yeah, I got to go in for a procedure I'm going to leave the nation intensive you know, care unit
0: intensive care
2: unit and and what if something would have happened wouldn't he have to uh tell Biden listen, this is our option for a retaliation or for whatever. And he left it to the assistant who was in Puerto Rico? Come on, this is the whole administration, George. This, this is a uh,
0: failure. The, the hospitalization began on January first to begin twenty twenty four. I, I I realize there's some privacy issues here, but I think at this point we should get to know what was the procedure, what was done. It it sounded like it was elective surgery, but I don't know that that's true. But if it is, what was he doing? Well, and the thing is, after the procedure, then he had to go to
2: ICU. So apparently it was. Mm, something post-surgery
0: I can see being in ICU just post-surgery depending upon what it is I mean unless you're having a mole removed or something like that if it's invasive at all I can see spending some time in the ICU here's what it says this is a another thing Austin quote underwent an elective medical procedure on December the 22nd and went home the next day but returned after experiencing severe pain
2: yeah. What the hell is yeah. going
0: on? Did you tell me? It says, uh, this is the major general, the, the spokesperson for the Pentagon, said in his Sunday statement that Austin's chief of staff notifications, quote, was unable to make notifications before January the 4th due to illness. What? What yeah, are you talking well, about?
2: I know. But, again, George, it's. I mean, the China balloon. I was stationed at the Warren with missiles and that. The China balloon, all, all this stuff. It's the entire administration. They all got to go.
0: Well, I think they might be going. Here's a quote from this same article uh, from General Austin, and I appreciate him owning the responsibility for this. That's just what you expect from a military leader. But he said uh, the media concerns about he said uh, he understands the media concerns about transparency. And I recognize I could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. I commit to doing better. But this is important to say, this was my medical procedure, and I take full responsibility for my decisions about disclosure. Okay. But then what do you do? Do you wink, wink, nudge, nudge that? Do you say, hey, I'm glad you learned a valuable lesson, Mr. Retired Four-Star General, career military guy, and let's not let it happen again? Or is this one of those things where you go, you've got to move on? I I can't have you in my administration. If that's the kind of judgment that you exercise, it's too much of a black eye for me. Uh, That.
2: Well, that definitely has to take place because he's not one of uh, 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 members of the Joint Chief. He's the Secretary of Defense. He's
0: above them all. He's got to go. I just, but I don't know who you're going to put I, in his place. It's not, it's not a comment on the man or the career. It's the judgment. It's that decision. And he says, I take full responsibility. Okay, what does that look like? And I think the short answer, and I led with this, Lewis, is if this weren't a presidential re-election year, I think he's gone. Quietly, he moves on. Maybe he still will, but I think Biden's like, dang, I can't be firing the Secretary of Defense, especially when we're engaged in the Middle East and we're engaged in Ukraine in some way. I mean, that would be devastating. That, that's my guess is what's going on here. That's what will save him.
2: Well, Biden has no clue what's going on anyway. So maybe, maybe Austin
0: said, but. Ah.
2: This guy doesn't know what's going on. That's okay.
0: Maybe he told – yeah, Lewis, good point. Thanks for the phone call. Maybe he told him. Maybe he told Biden and Biden just forgot. I don't think that's, by the way, how the flow of communication takes place. Uh, I, I, I think Lloyd Austin has a decorated and uh, well-deserved um, accolades for his career in the military. I, I just, This judgment just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. But you know what does make sense to me? When you go check out our friends at Twin Aspen Dental Center for any of your dental issues – Now, yeah, Dr. Julia, she does all the big-time surgery stuff that you and I hope to never, ever need. But everything else below that level, it's Dr. Richter's and Snyder at Twin Aspen Dental. They do the regular routine cleanings. That's what I go see them for, just the maintenance. They do some of the gum stuff and the dental implant stuff and the bridges and the crowns and all that other stuff that you would want out of a dentist. But they do it in a way that you just feel like at ease. They have a high level of expertise. They have all of the state-of-the-art equipment. I know because they subjected me to it the last time I was there, some sort of a panorama thing that you have to bite down on this thing. It's awkward, and it spins around your head and shoots radiation into your brain. No, no, it just takes an x-ray to see your teeth. And then they tell you, hey, everything looks good so far. Strong teeth, keep flossing. Please keep flossing. I, I've heard that now for decades. Um, these folks become like your neighborhood dentist. Get away from the big box store thing. Take a knee from your current dental situation and i'm telling you you're going to fall in love with these folks the way i did check them out at twinaspendentalcenter.com twinaspendentalcenter.com make that appointment today at 303-841-7466 303-841-7466 That's Twin Aspen dental. hey when we come back we'll finish up with your calls your text george brockler 710 KUS. George Brockler back with you here for my own little Raspberry Beret right here on 710 KNUS. Hey, listen, last thing I want to tell you about before we get into the final texts, and, and they're they're kind of a little all over it, because I think we have been to a little bit this show trying to stand on a bunch of different positions and get input on them. And, of course, we had Richard Holtorf on, and that was a great interview. Uh, I want to tell you about our good friends at Ultra Botanica. These are the good folks who have uh, figured out a way to patent this curcumin-based all-natural supplement that they put in a for free, three-day supply for free at your natural grocers. If you go there and check them out, here's what you get. Antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, all positive health things. Billy and I have done it. I took it for... I mean, the initial batch, I mean, it has to be close to 20, 30 days, something like that. And the things that I noticed I've talked about before, the swelling in my ankles and my Achilles area where I had an injury uh, after I run, it's still there, but it goes away so much more quickly. I just feel better having taken it that all you have to do is go check them out. You can check them out at GetUltraNow.com. Do the research online. Figure out the curcumin thing. Don't even take their word for it. Just look for it online and see all the great health benefits there are to it. Then get in your car. Drive over to the natural grocers. Ask the vitamin manager because you can't get it any other way. I'd like my three-day supply for free. To try it out and you can get a three days free supply for a friend or a loved one, too. And then bing, bang, boom, it's all done and you're on the path towards better health. Here's some right here. Actually, I don't think Russia's communist these days, regardless of your view on just how megal- megalomaniacal, jeez, Louise, Putin is or how corrupt Russia is. Jacqueline here, George. Who police are politicians. Who police is the police. We have no accountability for anything. God, I wish I could get to all these things, but we're running out of time. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow, 6 to 10 a.m. It's you, me, the BTs. Um, Stick around, by the way, for all the national guys, but make sure you come back here for the local stuff. We love it, and we do it better than everybody else. It's George Brockler on The George Show, 710 KNUS.